see Tria recognize Tria. And I hope Tria are recognizing the fact that there's a world where sports and culture have collided. And therefore, the underground sports kings exist because of such. And with that being said, we want to welcome you to tune in to listen to the underground sports kings every Saturday here on Anchor, hosted by Dwayne Sutton, a.k.a. Woe, Rose Mo, Tails, and the one and only DT. You don't want to miss out on the show that's going to collide sports and culture just the way it deserves to be brought to you. Tune in to the Underground Sports King Show and make sure you're keeping it true. Yeah. Hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, we are back. The Underground Sports King here. UGSK is in the building. Kales. What up, what up? That's right, good people. It's Woe, it's Kales, man. We here. We're going to bring y'all another week of the sports world. Only the way we can do it. Again, this is where sports and culture collides, and therefore, only the trio could exist, man. You know what it is. You ready, bro? You know it. All day, every day. Man, my brother from another. You know what it is, man. Look. This is the Underground Sports Kings here on Anchor, uh, amongst multiple other platforms. Find, again, your favorite podcast platform. Find the Underground Sports Kings. Lock us in, because we're coming to you live every week. Every Saturday, Underground Sports Kings, we drop. Keep in mind, though, it's on demand, so at any given time, if you're late on that day, you can always go back, but... We prefer you catch it when it's hot, though, you did. The latest and the greatest. That's how we trying to get it. Anyway, um, Kells, man, we got a big show. Yeah, a lot of stuff coming, man. We do, we do. A lot of stuff. Yeah, and I know people are like, how? We ain't got no sports going on. What exactly could y'all have some things to talk about? Well, we gonna start off with the fact, I know the last dance is over. I get that. People still talking, though. They do. They talking, they digging, they researching. And apparently audio takes have leaked where Michael Jordan actually is on tape and makes it known he refuses to play for the Dream Team if Isaiah is on that team. Now we, this is really not a big deal except for the fact that we just watched the last dance and Mike said, what me? Yeah, he kind of skated around. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, if you want to throw it at me, you want to blame me, put it on me. I'll take it. He said it. Those are his words. Put it on me. But he said it wasn't me. Some other folk came over there and tried to shield him, and they said, wasn't Mike. Many other players didn't want to play for him or play with him. Actually, if you listen to the audio tape, uh, I believe they said it that Rod Thorne called him. Rod Thorne, matter of yeah. fact, Rod Thorne called him. That's what it was. And he said uh, it wasn't Mike. It was uh, it was Chuck. Chuck didn't want to play with Isaiah. Yeah, no. Everything backfired. Ryan Thorn called. Asked him to play. Mike made it very clear. Look, if he's playing, I'm not playing. Yeah. Point blank period. Now, given the fact that we 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 almost took some people took the last dance like it was it was the Bible. It was the word. It was a Jordan docuseries. You know what I'm saying? Like everything that he said was gold. Um how you feeling, Kills, man? What, what you thinking after hearing that audio tape, bro? 
You know, it's funny, right? Uh, and it's not just the audio tapes. It's, it's a lot of the talk that's kind of being put out there, right? Right. And, and people take things word for word out of context, make it their own, you know, and they kind of spin it. So, as you saw in the doc, he didn't specifically say when it happened, hey, I called, or Rothorn called and said, I said, hey, look, if Isaiah playing, I ain't playing. He was, who's playing? Right. Now, you can read them between the lines. Obviously, we all knew this was something that was said. It's been, it's been said for years. So, like, this wasn't actually new. The thing about it is, is Jordan never negated, but what he, he, he tried not to put any blame on himself. Yeah. And he didn't call anybody out specifically by name. But if you think about it, who who actually selects the Olympic team? You know, Jordan don't select the Olympic team. Nah. He just said, hey, look, if Isaiah playing, I ain't playing. Right. Or if that guy's there, and they, they came out, hey, 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 you know, he not playing. So you say there was it's, some other involvement, huh? It's some other involvement. I mean, Chuck Daly, it's... it's I heard Put out that there that he don't even want Isaiah. Your own coach? Big Daddy Dollar say, I don't want... I, and I, let me be clear. Because I know people are coming for Jordan's head. They came for his head about the pizza thing. Duh. We knew there was food poisoning. Don't get me wrong, bro. Wasn't nobody really convincing. We just called it the flu game because that's what Marvel Alba said. And we just ran with it. But we knew it was food poisoning. That man, seriously, the day before the game, all of a sudden he is dog sick. Can't hold anything down. Hey, it could have been the flu game, though, the way they spent it, because the guy came out talking about the food was good. Man, whatever. I don't <laughs> care. Nah. Here's the thing, bro. What he got to lie for? Like, it was called a flu game. Like, really, if it was, if you could have left it at that. Right. If, if it wasn't the truth, you could have, you truly could have left it at that. Yeah. He didn't have to go out there. I mean, because some people are saying it was the, the, the cigars and the drinking. Michael had a history of that. You know how many times he's played? Right. But Doing that. Daily. I, some people are saying, well, he had a, you you can't do that at 35 like you used to do at 27. Like, okay, listen, once you've done that since then, like, you kind of build a tolerance. Exactly. Or so it doesn't bother you like that. My thing is just simply this. I, I think people are doing this documentary like they're doing everybody else and everything else that comes along in life. Once, once somebody says, man, that was awesome. You gonna have some haters come along. Let's find these holes in these lies. Yep. Something ain't. You know they they have to poke holes in everything because they cannot accept things for what they are. To me, that docu series was well timed because of every. I mean, like I'm grateful that they pushed it up. Man, thank God. Man, when every, I'm still kind of like like uh. I need something else right now. I've been waiting <laughs> on. I was trying to watch the KD joint. They only pushed one episode out. <laughs> basketball account. I was like, man, when the second one come? <laughs> I've been right here like, what's Chappelle's character, Tyrone Biggums? <laughs> hey, man. You got any more of them, Doc? Any more of them last dance, Docs? Something, man. Show me something, bro. Like, yeah. it's been, i just been going through, I'm going to be real with you. Channel, i I just been avoiding the real world for a while on some other stuff. Like, i just been watching nothing but the superhero stuff on on, <laughs> on Netflix, whether it's Marvel or DC. i just I just been hey. watching their shows. <laughs> I had to catch up. I'm... I think I'm on the last of the Supergirl now. Oh, where? I'm not ashamed, but you know, I'm on the last of the, the last few episodes of Supergirl. But I don't watch the rest of Arrow and and uh, Flash and that. I'm just like, cause I ain't got no sports. It's dead. It's dry, man. It's, it's real dry. 
It's, and I ain't gonna lie, I've been trying to avoid the news, which we'll get into that later on, because uh, some things are just unavoidable. But you're right, we've been on the trap. But you know what? Don't worry about nothing. The Underground Sports Kings are here, man. Entertainment for you. You already know, man. Look here. I want to do something. Because we halfway through the segment. I want to do something, bro. Okay. NBA has been talking. Mm-hmm. Say we looking at opening two campuses up, possibly. Looking at either Orlando and or Vegas. I say, sit and they say we're going to do 16 teams playoffs. Scrap the rest of the season. Let's just start the playoffs right now and just do it as a bracket. One through 16. I say if you're going to do 16 teams, you just need one campus. I don't need to have two separate. And I get it. They want to make it east-west, but it's all about safety at this point in time. You don't need to be traveling back and forth, you know, just just to let's do it. Like, no, we don't need that. You're not going to have fans there anyway. We just really want to see this season play out. So, uh, first of all, what are your thoughts on the fact that the, the NBA is, is possibly coming back? And if they are, what, what you thinking about a, a 16-team playoff break, if that's where they're going to go? Scrap the rest of the season. Uh, I'm glad they'll be coming back, if and hopefully sooner than later. Let's go ahead and knock it out. I don't need no exhibition games or none of that, technically speaking. Well, they do need to get back. In, well, they probably need to do that. They don't have like a little campus, camp of some sort. You know, they've been they didn't sit down for a while. Yeah. Them boys got to get back in shape. Not everybody's had access to a gym, but I feel you on that though. But uh, like I, so it's it's a number of different things they've been kind of throwing out, right? Dame okay. Lillard came out was like, hey, look, if we gonna play, because if you know everybody gonna play the same amount of games, and if you only got three games left to go, them three games ain't really gonna make a difference as far as getting you in the playoff hunt or not. Which I understand. Him not wanting to play, you know, those last three games. True, true. But, um, I mean, I think at the same time, if you're going to be fair, to be as fair as you can be, right, you got to at least do everybody a certain amount of games. At the end of the day, some teams just ain't going to make the playoffs. You should have, like, did everything you could to during, win each game during the, se- during the course of the instead season. Instead of, you know, sitting out. You know. You know what I mean? You know, like, let's take some, you know, we're going to take a break here. Like, oh, I'm, my knee hurt. Can't play today. Um, I, I feel you on that. Um, my thing about that is, I think right now, if you come back, if you say, let's finish the season, you're talking less than 20 games for every team. Some have 18. I think the Lakers have 18 games left. Some have down to 15, 15 games, 15, 14 games uh, left. Um, you're talking about adding on and those games and then trying to do a one through 16 bracket. I don't know if they're going to, do the seven-game series each round, or if they're going right. to go back old school, let's make the first three, round five-game. Five. You know what I'm saying? So um, I don't know if that's how they're going to work that, but you still got a certain window because when they start back, baseball's trying to get the 82 games back going. They're just trying to get the dollars and cents uh, to make sense, basically. And so on that part, I can kind of get that. Uh, but I, I like the one through 16 format, man. And, and because of that, don't you get yours out, man? I got mine. I know. All right. I know what we're looking at, bro. But all right. So one through sixteen. Pick your one, your 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 playoff brackets for one through sixteen. So now what was your what was your qualifications for getting in? My qualification for getting in. If we're just gonna take it for what it is today, right? We're just right. gonna jump right into the playoffs. One is who got the most wins, 
right? Yeah, don't matter what conference. It don't whoever got the most wins, top to bottom, first sixteen teams. All right. All right. The second qualification, if if I mean not qualification, but the second one I have is if the teams have the same record, same amount of wins, so to speak, we're going to our win percentage. Right. All right. Um, so the way that mine matched up, I got, oh, I go one through 16 and I give you your matchups. All right. So at number one seed, we got Milwaukee, who's got the most wins this season. I agree. Um, we got LA Lakers. Right. Toronto, mm-hmm. the Clippers. Cool. Boston. Yep. Denver. Mm-hmm. Utah. Mm-hmm. Miami. Mm-hmm. OKC, right. Houston, right. Dallas, yep. Indy, mm-hmm. Philly, Memphis, Brooklyn, or, and Orlando. All right, so one through 16 matches. Cool. No right. problem there. Now, obviously, we're going to go the one in 16 as the first match. So, so first up, you got Milwaukee and Orlando. All right, Milwaukee and Orlando first round. Cool. That two and 15 matchup is LA and Brooklyn Nets, and that's the Lakers. Now, here's the thing, people. It's been rumors and speculation that that Lakers in Brooklyn doesn't really look that, you know, it's a good, nice warmer possibly for the Lakers. Yeah. But it's been rumors and speculation that KD and Kyrie may, there's a chance they can come back. If they were to come back and that's who you play first round, I I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good look, but it's not the look you that's want to see what you want first round. <laughs> I, I don't like that for my Lakers. But anyway, man. All right. So, Lakers, Brooklyn, cool. Then we got Toronto and Memphis. Uh-huh. The Clippers and Philly. Okay. Boston and Indy. Cool. Denver and Dallas. All right. Utah and Houston. And then Miami and OKC. I'm looking exactly like that. Now, here's the thing about those. All right. So, you say Clippers and Sixers. Kawhi would have to face those Clippers, I mean, those Sixers again, yeah, and he, he really just ruined them. <laughs> he he tore their hearts out last year with that bouncing rim shot that I don't know, Jesus himself might have had a hand in on that tip in or something. I didn't think that that shot had a chance at all. But that rim touched, the ball touched every side of that rim on that bouncing. So Clippers and Sixers, especially if Ben Simmons and MB are healthy um, and are in attack mode. I, I would like to see Ben Simmons up and down that floor, pushing that pace, because that's one thing that those Clippers teams, they like to play the slow, drawn-out game, but they have scores who can play the half-court yeah. game. Uh, I, I would love to see that. Denver-Dallas, that, that right there, uh, how do I put tough. this? It's tough. How do I put this? That's a six eleven matchup, and... I truly believe that you could treat that like an NCAA bracket and say that 11 has a chance. No, they absolutely do. Uh, I mean, you got to think about it. One, you got Porzingis. But then, okay. you, like, I, I I don't care if Powell was out, right? Yeah. Powell was a big piece. Like, and I, when I mean big piece, I mean, like, as far as the role that he played. Not necessarily like he averaging 20 points and all this. But... Luca makes that team go, and with Porzingis being able to stretch it out, like it opens the court up, and it's 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 a running gun series, man. They 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 getting up and down the court because again, man, Denver Jamal Murray has been all hey, this year, and they got three headed monster at guards. Hey yo, I would like to see that. Um, what's my big boy in Denver down in the paint? Oh yes, and uh, that big yeah. 
Him and um, uh, him and Porzingis. Porzingis going at it. Yeah, I, I would love to see. That, that would make a lot of sense. Now, the 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 one that I think would just be a flat out dog fight, Miami OKC, a Chris Paul led team by Jimmy Butler team. Yeah, against yeah. the Jimmy Butler team, that would be a flat out dog fight. Um, that I would love to see. I want to see this, the growth of a Shea Gillis Alexander. Man, Shea is le- legit, man. I like. Yeah. OKC made that trade, but they still they they got some dogs in that. Yeah, they Obviously, did. you can see like they got some dogs in the ad. What they got? You got a veteran leadership point guard who can, by the way, still score. Like it's not like he's hampered at the scoring end. No, man got a jump. He got eighteen to twenty a game. Yeah, easy. So he easily can give you 20 and 8, 20 and 10, you know what I mean, as far as points and assists. And he'll still go get you five, six boards. You know, he, to me, as far as being an undersized point guard, uh, he's still one of the better rebounding guards uh, right now. Um, somehow, I told you this before the show, somehow these three, it's three teams that always end up like what, what, and what with each other. And so that seven ten matchup would be nothing new, <laughs> even in this one through sixteen form. Now this is not remind you people, this is a conferenceless playoff bracket. Yet and still, seven ten would be Utah and Houston. Man, but you know who I'm gonna get edge to? Who? Houston. Utah. Even though they they the ten seed, because Gobert and and Donovan Mitchell. It ain't it ain't good. It ain't sweet between them two, man. The way the way you, you, you we got this this point, <laughs> you know, it definitely like the whole reason we even doing this is because of you. Like you look up, I, I if I'm Donovan, I would be pissed every time I even like I'm picking my head up from the court, wiping sweat off or something, and you look and you don't see any fans in the stand. I'm mad at Rudy. Yeah, every time. Yeah, it, it ain't his fault, y'all, man. It's, I, you he know, was reckless. He, he was, was reckless. He was reckless. But people catching it all over. I mean, think about it. If it was that bad, the whole Utah Jazz should have caught it. Because they be in practice That's true, all the but time. they say he went in the locker room and he just started rubbing and touching on everything, trying to prove a point that this stuff ain't that serious. And turned around and he gave it to people. Now, it doesn't seem like it's that big a deal, except Donovan has, I think, a daughter. And so when you, you threaten my health, I got to go home to her. I could have given this to her. You know what I'm saying? So I can understand being pissed about that. Um, I don't know if they're gonna really work, but I that that Westbrook Harden, Westbrook basically being the center of that team. Um, I mean, he's the show. He's the, he's running the show right now. Technically speaking, the he's running, running the show, with no real center on that team. PJ Tucker, Mr. Bossman no himself, man, ain't no, <laughs> Mr. Banger, ain't no center man. <laughs> No, he ain't. <laughs> but he because of that, he pulled, you pull go somebody like Gobert out the paint. Westbrook gonna take all day long. All day. All day. All day long. So yeah, I would love to see that. Um We got less than two minutes to go in this one. What you think? I mean, what's your series that you just like, yo, I grab my popcorn and I ain't moving? Uh you know, it's 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 tough. Um, cause it like there was a number of good series, but obviously I think that Clippers and Philly series sticks out to me just because we know like Kawhi's a banger, and we know like there there are matchups like the Clippers don't have a big for real. They got a lot of scores 
Harold's a dog. Harold is what, 16? Yes, at best. At 16 at best. ish, yeah. maybe. And you got Embiid. If Embiid is healthy, you know. And Embiid, ain't nobody can. Can't nobody guard Embiid but down there. I would there. love to see team. Harold try because Harold is an animal that likes to get under your skin. I, yep. I would love to see that. That just. Pat Bell and, oh my God. He but was, he Ben was, Simmons. That's he. He also. But you know, Pat Bell still think he can go in everybody. No he, matter how he talking. do, but he ain't going Ben Simmons. You know, lie. Ben Simmons like to post up too. He embarrassed LeBron. <laughs> I saw that he embarrassed LeBron. Hurt my heart when he did it to me too, man. Look, man. Uh, yo, that's a good first segment, my guy. Um, we are definitely just kind of waiting to hear and see when the official date everything is gonna be there. Thinking about July. But uh, anyway, we're going to take a pause right here on the Underground Sports Kings, man. Look, don't go anywhere. It's Woe, it's Kales, it's UGSK. We'll be right back. Imagine a world where black men can talk and communicate properly. Not only to our spouses, our children, but amongst each other. Hear me. Welcome to I Am Woe Podcast. Here at I Am Woe Podcast, we're here to build and strengthen the level of communication Amongst black men with other black men, black men with their spouses, black men with their children, black men with their co-workers, we are here to bridge that gap of communication and here at I Am World Podcast, your voice will be heard. We're here to help bridge the gap for mental health awareness. We're here to bridge the gap between brother and sister. We are here to build. We are here to grow. We are here to become one. I am Wolf. I'm your host, Dwayne Sutton. And make sure you tune in to the I Am Wolf podcast every Wednesday here on Anchor. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. UGSK, we are back. The Underground Sports Kings is Kale. What up, y'all? It's Woe. Hey, man, DT, Trill. Hey, y'all not here this week, man, but we got to get y'all back up in here, man. We got to get the full squad back coming soon, so y'all just keep, uh, keep our brothers in your prayers, man. Uh, everything's fine. It's good to pray for people, you know, and it's especially this day and time. Um, we coming back, man. Again, uh, make sure y'all are tuning in uh, definitely to the Underground Sports Kings on Anchor. But if you find us on Spotify, that's cool too. Google Podcast, that's straight. We're trying to work on that Apple Podcast. We're gonna keep the heat coming. We're coming. We coming. Um also, man, make sure you are sharing. Make sure you are telling somebody, spreading the word. Man, it's again, this is what culture and sports collides right here. Therefore the trio can exist. And that's what we're gonna do. Um so spread the word. Now that being said, we're going to get back into the business. So, speaking of Michael Jordan, Clyde Drexler apparently had some words. Uh, not necessarily directed at Jordan. It's more some subliminal shots for some people. Um, but, like other people, we kind of felt this kind of, felt this kind of got ruffled a little bit from uh, the Jordan we, we witnessed in the, uh, the Doctor series. And uh, he had some words to say. Kels, you got that up for us, man? Yeah, man, I got it, I got it. Get a few in. So, this is what Clyde said. This is a team game. It's not one guy. You can have 50 points and 40 rebounds, but if you lose, are you less of a player than anybody on the other team? No, it's a team game. 
So I hate when people act like it's an individual competition. I didn't take 35 shots and get 20 free throws a night. So I wasn't going to score 40 points a night. One thing I can stand, I can't stand is people trying to get better as the years go by. You were who you were back then, and that's who you are today. Period. Period. Um, how you feeling about that? So, you know what? I'm a competitor, right? At heart. Um, I understood exactly what Jordan was talking about watching the docuseries. You know, at first, I was kind of slightly taken back. But we're like, dang, Jordan, you, you getting at him like that? Yeah, he just threw that out <laughs> <You>, there. <laughs> but it was like, he gave him some props. He's like, hey, we the two best shooting guards. But I don't like to be compared to the man. Because you know what? I'm trying to be a head above everybody else. I'm right. trying to be on my own level. Right. Um, so I'm trying to show everybody that. So as competitive, that's what you expect. Drexler on the other hand, like, <laughs> I think we all know it's a team game, and you know, I think Jordan know that. The thing about about being a superstar, and technically, this is my uh, opinion, by the way, but I feel as though superstars, why, that's why I won't give LeBron this much credit, right? That's why I won't put him as number one at the GOAT, maybe not even number two, or right. number three. Right. Because when you have a talent, right, a God-given talent where you are unstoppable, right? And let's, to all my offensive players out there, like, we all know, ain't a shot that don't look good to us Man, out there. don't matter in one. front of you. You know, not one. So that's how Jordan feels. Like, and if you got the go, can't nobody stay in front of you, can't nobody guard you. I don't need to pass the ball as much because I'm putting the ball in the hole. So, Drexler is, I won't say comparable to Jordan, but at that time, he was like the number two shooting guard in the league, right? And, yeah, they play a team game, but your guy got to take over when it's time to take over. Your guy got to come through when it's time to come through. And if y'all down during the course of the game, you got to keep you keep your team on top of the game. You know, Everybody plays a role in the game. You know what? Some guys rebound. Some guys block shots. Some guys make excellent passes. And some guys, hey, they run up and down the court just to hold another man. You need somebody that's going to score and can score in many different ways. Yep. That's your role. I mean, let me say this, man. Clyde Drexler is a nice guy. He is. And he <laughs> answered that in a very nice way. Me, personally, if I'm Clyde Drexler... I don't care if I'm 50 years old or 50, however years old he is. Uh, if I'm Clyde Drexler and Jordan responded the way he responded. First of all, dog, you can't help me on my money. You can't help me with anything I have going on financially. You can't help me anything I got going on in life. So I ain't got to kiss you behind on my response. But my response is, ain't no way in the world you're going to disrespect me like that, bro. I think I'm okay with that. But Clyde took the nice way out, which is actually what sums up Clyde's style of play was. Because personally, I believe if Clyde would have been more Jordan and less Clyde, maybe the Blazers could have beaten the Bulls. Yeah. Because Terry Porter was a scorer. Terry Porter was a go-getter. Jerome Kersey was a slasher. That boy could attack the basket like he wasn't nobody's business. 
Buck Williams was a man. That boy was grown when he was ten. I'm, <laughs> Buck Williams has just been a man all his life. Name just, like Buck, man. You yeah, man. that's it. <laughs> Buck, and I like no. <laughs> but <laughs> it was Kevin Ducksworth. So I mean, like they had big boys, bodies, rebounders. They needed somebody who was going to be that alpha male, that dog. Trust and Clyde me. was just really nice. Yeah. yeah. He kind of like, all right, he kind of cowered a little bit. Like, you know, all right, I get it. You the better player. Cool. And he did that during the games. Yeah. Instead of, all right, this is what you feeling. Let me come back at you. I know he had his little flashes. Cool. But Clyde to me was, what are you going to give you? 22, 23 a game? I mean... They were six or seven boards. I mean, like, to me, he was kind of like the number two shooting guard by default. Because at that time, 90, 91, 92. 91, 92, like, Reggie Miller hadn't hit that stride yet. Joe Dumars was starting to decline. Um, but even then, Joe and Isaiah kind of were, they were opposites, like, Isaiah was a point guard. He was a shooting guard in the point guard's right. body. Right, because Joe was still, he's more of a defender. Like, he, he wasn't like but he'll that get marksman you, three or nothing nah, like that. No, but he'll get you some, bust, yeah. some buckets. Like, all right, if y'all starting to, to, to crowd the paint for Zeke and he can't get in, all right, cool. I can hit this shot, you know, or I can go get mine if I need to. But Joe D was more of a, he, he more had... I think he probably would be like the number two or three player. To, if Jordan had to rank the people who defended him, Joe Dumas would be yeah. probably either two or three. That That's what he did. But Clyde was nice. He was really nice in his response. Uh, and I'm going to just let that sit there right there and let, that, you know, let, let everybody else marinate on that. I ain't mad at him. I just feel like, like your game, sir, you could have been a little more aggressive in that. Right. That's just where I'm going I'm to leave that part at. Because Jordan didn't hesitate at all. Nah, he didn't. He ain't pulled no punches with GP either. That, that's probably going to be the funniest <laughs> gif. Oh, my God. Somebody combined that gif with LeBron talking about when he thought he was the greatest player of all time. <laughs> and, oh, my God, that gif combined with the Jordan laugh as he's looking at his... Boy, <laughs> Comedy goal right there. Comedy goal. Next up, though. We're going to deal with another retired player who's opened his mouth and said some things and probably done some things with said mouth. Yeah. One Paul Pierce opened his mouth, was asked... Uh, about his top five, man. Top five players. And... Um, LBJ ain't make At all. I think he had LBJ like number seven. Now, thing about that is, LBJ on my top ten players, I believe he was my number seven. So, I'm not mad at Paul. However, the history of Paul and LeBron came out uh, between him and Big Perk. Because we all know Big Perk does a lot of talk, talking. Especially now that he's in the media. And, and when I say Big Perk, for those of you who don't know, Kendrick Perkins. Uh, but Big Perk does a lot of talking. Because he just so happened to be around for everything when he's going to tell everything. But Paul went ahead and capped it off. And he made it known that him and LeBron got into it, exchanged words. Things got so heated that at some point in time, he spat in the direction of the Cavs bench. And apparently after the game, they ended up exchanging words and things got really heated off the court. Um, but Paul said, not Paul, Perk said that is the 
the beginning of LeBron versus Paul. I think that was might that might have been like his rookie season. Yeah. So it was like the a scrimmage game, and I'm like, preseason. Yeah. What about? I get he's coming in as the chosen one, but what about this kid before he's even really played his first true NBA game? Has you that riled up? I I I think he knew LeBron was going to be great. I, I and and he saw it. And you know, you know how like uh you when you play with little kids, right? Right. You don't really play that hard because you like, eh. Right. I know I'm superior above you by by a lot. Right. You know, this ain't even if I was trying to play hard, this wouldn't even be no game. Um but when you get that one kid that come out and he he can and, he can handle it. He can go. And and not only that, but he might even push you around a little bit. <laughs> Now you like, all right, I gotta, I gotta go. It's time to take off the shirt. Let's no, go. So you gotta take the shirt off. <laughs> we, we gonna go now. We, we, we. I got to prove, prove to you look, that look, who, look, who the top me, dog. Let right me now. tighten the laces up real quick. They, they're a little loose. Let me tighten the laces up. So you know that the competitive juices. You know, gotta hold a paw. You know, when you get competitive, hey, ain't no friends on the court. But the I, spit though. <laughs> You know, hey, Rondo hey, spitting on uh, Chris Paul face. Hey man, let me tell you something right now. It's two things right now that's gonna have me automatically. If you want to get me to swing on you, my triggers, the N word, and spit on me. I'm swinging. Yeah, it's no hesitation. And probably I'll swing first over the spit with the N word. I, I might just have to you know check you first, but you persistent with that N word, and then it's gonna be a you know. But that spit. Yeah, I got the head. Now, granted, we don't know who it hit, and he said that I spit in the direction of the bench. I don't know where it landed. We do know it's purpose purposeful though. That was your intent. Yeah, you wanted you wanted to piss somebody off with it. You wanted to be disrespectful about that. Um, so yeah, Paul Pierce, we're gonna go ahead and give you the uh, the salty OG award for the week. That's we we're gonna put that one in your lap. You the salty OG of the week right here, buddy. Cannot believe it. The truth is a lie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, lastly, man, what we got on that agenda, man? Mike, Mike, Iron Mike Tyson. Been training y'all. He been out there hitting them. Fifty three years old, <laughs> looking in great shape. Better shape than some of y'all who twenty or something. Man, look here. I know he got me. I ain't even shame about it. Jesus. Yeah. Mike is a. Uh, that's that's another specimen right there. That just God was just like, you know what? Hey, the world needs this. Quarantine got a hold of him, but he <laughs> he got in there. What he got? What he on there for, man? Ah, uh, they tell me I'm trying to get Mike to fight. You know, at fifty three, <laughs> at fifty three, <laughs> he look good, y'all. But at fifty three, hey, I ain't gonna lie to you. When I saw the videos, though, I was I I, I wasn't like scared, but I was a little nervous. You know, like as the trainer, I kind of felt those blows. Oh yeah, definitely. They, they look like, hard. They, they, How thick yeah. is that pad? They penetrated. You, you know, did you did you feel that through that pad? Yeah, you had to. That like, oh my god, you made me nervous. And punches were tight too. Like, <laughs> oh point, he wasn't missing nothing. <laughs> nah, he was direct on them spots. I'd be in the basement trying to get like that. Still can't get. like No that. man, that's 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 almost forty years worth of training right there. That, that got that man like that. So wait, gonna get him in the ring? Who? Who he got him face? Who they got him face? Well, they they talking about some exhibitions with you know Fury 
uh, Vander Holyfield, which sounds like it's it's some okay. money making opportunities. Let's just say that. Okay, an exhibition. I will guess it's for charity. If you gonna have a Tyson Holyfield three, I can deal with that one. That's that's even somewhere because Holyfield ain't no. But you talk about no young gun either. You people gonna pay for because the name. Pay for it. All right. Yeah. We all know y'all got fire sticks. Anyway, look. Paying for it. Um, you really want to see a Tyson Holyfield. Like, is that really something that I'm saying? Let's invite the fellas over. We're gonna watch Tyson Holyfield three at fifty plus years old for both fighters. I'm a I don't know what kind of shape Holyfield in. I I, I doubt he's been training like Mike. Don't get me wrong, he could probably do it. But we might have to give him a couple. Some, some, I don't know if I want to see Holyfield in the ring. It ain't even Tyson to me because Holyfield took a lot of shots in his career. Like he he dealt out a lot of big blows too, but he took a lot of shots. He got this strong chin, that, that head, that noggin is. I'm like, I don't know if that's the right man to get in the ring with. I'd probably rather see Holyfield fight uh, Fury than than Tyson. Now, here's my thing: Tyson versus Fury. I'm nervous for Fury. You know what? I, I'm a, so it's, it's it's two catches to this, right? We know today's heavyweights aren't the heavyweights of the past, right? Footwork, boxing technique. And don't get me wrong, Fury is a boxer. He is a boxer. He's a boxer. You know, but on the flip side of that, Fury a little out of shape. He got he got in better shape to fight yeah. Wilder. And Wilder's not a boxer. Nah. Like, I, I take Tyson over, over over Wilder right now. Oh, yeah. 53 years old? Yeah. 53. Because I've been saying, I love Deontay Wilder. But Deontay Wilder is wild with his punches. He leaves himself vulnerable all the time. Because he, his, his, his most powerful swing is the widest thing in the world. His defense is really just not that strong. Yeah. Um, Footwork is horrible. Footwork is terrible. Yeah. But he has the longer reach. He does. And when he does connect, he's so powerful. You can feel it. But Mike Tyson has never been the taller man with the longer reach. His whole game has been getting up in you. Yep. And it doesn't matter what size we have. We've seen him chop those trees right on down. I could give Fury a fighter's chance. Because he can actually box. Right. I, I give him a fighter's chance. That's why I, I worry about Mike. I don't think he's been Mike. hit by a person like Mike Tyson. Hey, at 53, I don't think Mike been hit by somebody by Fury. At this age, you ain't, you ain't take a punch in a long time. I hey, still yeah. say when Buster that beat that man, it was cocaine and them women. That boy said he was burning and he was on cocaine. He wasn't doing nobody no good that night. <laughs> He said, he said usually, usually I don't, I don't have, I don't, I abstain from sex during training. He said, I was burning, I was mad, I was furious, I was coked up, you know, I was just like, come <laughs> on, man. Tyson had, and I, and I loved it about it. He don't have any shame about it. It's, I'm going to tell it like it is. Yeah. Which I, I think some people are hypocritical about this part. They love that about Tyson, but in Jordan's blunt and honest about something, they say, oh, he's snitching. It's a documentary. You're not supposed to sit here and, and keep everything close to the best. The whole point of you agreeing to do this is because you know you got some things you, you need to talk about. Let's, yeah. talk, let's address some stuff. And Jordan didn't like, he didn't just air everybody else out and let me make myself look good. He, he, he dealt with a lot of questions on him too. So I'm going to give him those props. 
But I love that about Mike Tyson, man. He's going to be transparent as ever. He's going to talk to you about all the things. Have you ever seen the one, the Spike Lee produced thing he did? That might have came uh, out like 2011. What was that? Before I think he we did went on Broadway. But it was a it was a Tyson Broadway thing where he came on. He just talked about his whole life story. And they showed all these I think I do remember seeing something like that. It was like pictures and video clips and stuff of all during his life. And he talked about it and broke it down in in person. And as a fan of the sport and a fan of Tyson, man, that did me some kind of good. But at the same time, it just does you good to see him win. I I love to see him win because that man hit a downward spiral like I ain't never seen anybody else hit. Yeah. But he bounced back, though, bro. So what you think, man? Would you rather see him fight Fury or Holyfield? I, I I'd rather see Holyfield, man, because I don't. I you know you hate to see your greats go down the last. <laughs> <laughs> you that ain't the lasting image you want to see, like. And not to say that Holyfield might not be able to take him down, but at least it'll be a it'll be it'll be a good fight. It'll be like, a fair fight. You just said it earlier. You said today's fighters are not like yesterday's fighters. Yeah. If Tyson got to then actually beat Fury, what does that mean? That diminishes everything uh, yeah. that the the current heavyweights have been trying to reestablish or, or build back up. It does, and, and because Fury technically is considered the best of the best, I think he's better than Wilder. I think he's better than uh, Joshua. Joshua to me is just a paper champ. Like he, I don't think he got that strong of a chin anyway. He's just a big guy who looks the part. Yeah, he looked the part, but I don't consider him, you know. Class, world class after he's not Yvonne Drago to me. I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> um, anyway, man, we got uh, we, we're about to wrap up segment two, man. I, that was that was dope right there, man. We're gonna come back and we got something special for y'all that we need to address as black men, period. Stay tuned, man. Please don't go anywhere. Don't, please don't. It's woe, it's kills, it's the underground sports kings. Stay right there, man. Looking for something different? Looking to upgrade your wardrobe? Looking for something to express who you are? What you are? Where you come from? Look no further than Dante's Thoughts. That's right. Owner of We Ain't Black, We Go shirts. See Dante's for all the shirts and basically the wardrobe to make a statement. We ain't black. We go. Precious. Priceless. And that's a bit. So with that being said, you can find Dantes on Facebook. Just search Dantes Dawson. Power in his name on Instagram. Real power in him on Twitter. Or simply just email him at Dawson at powerinhisname.com. That's right. Dawson at powerinhisname.com. And order your We Ain't Black, We Go shirts. It's time to make an upgrade. One, what's that? What's that? What's that? We are back here. UGSK in the building. Kels, what's up, man? Man, what's good, y'all? We out here. How you feeling, man? It's good, man. It's good. It's good to be here. You know, it's a lot of troubling things, you know, out here. But uh, it's good to be alive, though. Man, that is that is definitely the truth right now, man. These are definitely troubling times. But you know what? First and foremost, UGSK, we are here as always. Look, man, we're gonna do whatever we can to provide. Any kind of uplifting, 
uh, info, insight. Uh, we're just going to try to give you whatever you need, when you need it, here, man. But definitely, uh, like I said, it's where culture and sports collide, and therefore only the truth can exist. And uh, right now, we're going to talk about a little culture right now. We're going to talk about black culture right now. Um, when you say troubling time, my brother, two words, George Floyd. Yeah. Hey, Amen. Um, this right here, my people, I want you to understand this is a, this is a heart to heart that me and my brother about to have. But we spoke recently, uh, Derek Taylor and I, DT, shout out to him, man, but on I Am More podcast a couple weeks ago about being black in America. And um, in doing that episode, man, it, was, it dropped. And then before that episode could even make a week, we were just speaking on Amar Arbery. Yeah, sure. And less than a week later, George Floyd. The list could literally go on and on of unarmed black men that are being not just shot, but murdered at the hands of law enforcement all over this country. Um, I could sit here and I'm going to tell you right now, people are going to tell you, look at the statistics and police have been shooting more white people than they have black. Slanted view. Um, nothing about that stat mentions being unarmed. And nothing about that stat mentions it being unlawful shooting. It's just saying people shooting. Uh, doesn't determine whether or not you deserve it. Now, if you were the type that was standing there facing the police holding the gun yourself, you deserve to get shot. Because at that point in time, you threatened. Their life for yours. Yeah. We saw George Floyd. Um, and I know you didn't see the footage, have you? No? I, I haven't seen the full footage, but I've I, I seen enough. But that's okay. You see, here's the thing. I, I said this. I'm tired of the hashtags. I'm tired of the hoodies. I'm tired of the let's go jogging on behalf of this and that. Now's the time for action. I'm, I'm beyond fed up. And I know it's been hard for people to even gather the frame of mind to press that button and watch it. Because immediately you get pissed because it starts off just completely. There is no, let's see how this whole thing came about. It starts off automatically with the police officer knee on the neck. You don't see if there are four police officers there. One trying to hold the crowd back, blazing in. And then there are three other officers who have their entire body weight on Floyd. Big Floyd, as you, you know, referred to by those who you truly love, man. Because you know what? He's us. Yeah, brother, we love you, man. And I, and I hate that this went down like this. And your name is now amongst others for all the wrong reasons. But we're definitely praying for the Floyd family. Um, and those who, who truly love and knew him. But that's three men on top of one man. One man's knee is buried in the back of that man's neck. And the other two steadily putting by their weight on his, on his body. And some people have had the audacity to come out and say, well, how did he die from that? That's over 500, I'm going to say at least, at the very bare minimal, over 500 pounds 
pounds of pressure put on top of you while you cannot move your neck. I can't fathom the thought of trying to remain calm in a situation like that. Mm -hmm. I don't want nobody to come and sit on my head when I'm on the couch. You know, the kids come playing. Hey, get off me. Like, I'm right. No, I'm not doing that. But you got cops. We automatically. If you don't understand what it is to be black, let me go ahead and tell you this. I'm going to ask you this, Mike. You ride in the car and you see the cops in the rearview mirror. What happens? Oh, man, you check everything. You do the speed limit. You make sure your seat belt, buckle, you sit up straight. And, you know, ultimately, real talk, like, hey, if you got two lanes, you slide over to the other lane just to see if they're going to go by you yep. or if they're going to run your tag. No. Yep. Straight up and down. You know what they're doing on top. And I I have not tried to, like, I, I, I don't want to put that fear into my children, but... I have turned into the yelling parent because I know they're not at that moment. I'm trying to focus on where the copy is. And if they're loud talking or they're playing games, they're in their seat, but they're doing fine. They're doing what kids do. But if I can't concentrate on the road and the cop, I'm, I'm fussing. Like, Hey, be quiet. Not right now. Like I'm, cause I need to be able to know where this cop is at all times. I don't want to be on his radar period. But at the same time, you don't want to be obvious either because that'll get you pulled over. So the speed limit is 70 and they see you doing 65. And why are you driving so slow? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or you get caught yelling at the kids and you mess around and swear at the car. You know, that that's, that's, woo, I got dog. I don't need them problems, man. But we are terrified. I'm nerd. You ever want to see what anxiety looks like? That's what it is when a black person has a cop pull up behind. It don't matter where we at. We're going to be in the car having the greatest of the time. New album to drop from your favorite, favorite artist. You got your people in the car. Man. Soon as you see, you see a cop. The lights ain't even on yet. But Everything. you know it's Stiffing a cop up. behind. Everybody in the car <laughs> get quiet. We all on 10. Probably on 12. Music down. Yeah. Can't own nothing. I don't want a noise violation. I don't want nothing. You start thinking like, what did my lights look like before I left the house? I have all my lights, my tail lights, everything straight. I think I remember them being straight. Like you start running through a scan of your vehicle in your mind of what could possibly get you pulled over. Yeah, man. Is my light, my brake tag? I mean, like, well, depending on where you live at. We don't have brake tags yet. But if it, you start thinking about everything that has to be legal, man. But this is the thing that I want to get you on, bro. Because you got a little one on the way. And it's been yeah. determined what you're having yet. Oh, yeah. We got a boy. We having a boy. Yeah. I already got a girl. So, <laughs> you know. So, you can't double up there. Huh? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> the pockets ain't deep enough for two of them. Hey, my wife ain't got enough patience to do two heads. You know? <laughs> Boy, that's that's a whole nother story. Um, and shout out to those mothers who do. God bless you. Yeah. But anyway, um, I wanted to ask you, man, as a a black man in America who is a father and will soon be a father of a boy, seeing the alarming rate of the murders take place, what does this place you at mentally? What is it? What is the frame of mind that does it put you in? I mean, it's it's a it's alarming. 
because the simple fact that they're actually still happening, even though every time one happens, people all over the country, you know, white, black, whatever, are all protesting, you know, bringing awareness to the fact that this is a wrongful death, you know, by a police officer. Um, and, and the one thing I, I had this in my mind and I wanted to like bring it up is, you know, a lot of times we're comfortable in our own zone, right? Like, you know, we, we see these things happening around the country, but for some of us in, in different communities, it might haven't happened in your community, you know? Right. And a lot of times we take a blind eye to it as if it probably couldn't happen or, Oh no, our police officers are good. And and kid you not, I, I pray and hope that they are. And I'm glad it hasn't happened in your community, you know, because ultimately speaking, I wouldn't want this to happen to any, anybody, you know, person, you know, forget ethnicity and color, but just any person. Yeah. Um, but having, having a boy, uh, you know, I, I don't even really remember how I learned about, you know, it was like, it was like this innate thing that you just got, you know, I don't, I don't know, I guess maybe from seeing movies or whatever the case, or, or just, you know, talking to, you know, the guys in the neighborhood or, or something like that. It's just one of those things that you gradually got that education about how you handle yourself when around the cop. Um, and, and I, I would assume to give my son the same, you know, protocols and whatnot. But, you know, I can't recall like it just being like this educational thing being, you know, sat down and said, hey, this is how, you know, it's, it's something that you just kind of got from the community. And I, the, the difficult part is, is my upbringing is a little different from right. what my son's upbringing is going to be. It's right. in a different time. Um, financially, probably even in, the, in a different place, you know. Um, so, I, I don't know. But I'm just going to do the best that I can in order to provide that information so that he's well informed to make the right decisions, hopefully the right enough decisions to stay alive, you know, in those situations if something arises like that. I'm going to be real with you, bro. I, uh, y'all know I got, I got two, um, Trey and Purple, my heart, but I got one son and that one son doesn't even live with me and he's 10 years old. He'll be 11 next week. Matter of fact, man, June 1st. And, that scares the life out of me that he's not here to learn from me. Uh, he will be here for the summer, um, but two months out of the year, as opposed to what you need to learn on a day-to-day -day basis, it's just, it's not enough. Um, but I'm terrified because that easily could be me. That could be you. That could be my son. Yeah. Um, been because me. what's going on I don't know if people have paid attention, but I'm going to give you three names. Tamir Rice, Sandra Bland, Mike Brown. Those three different names. That is a 14-year-old boy. A, how old was Sandra? Was she 28? She was, she was a, a grown woman. She was a grown woman. And Mike Brown was 18, 19, something like that. Something like that. Uh, so we're talking two males and female, all different age range. Um, three different cities. One boy was in a park playing with a gun. 
Sandra was pulling over for a traffic ticket, somehow ended up arrested for the traffic ticket and was on suicide watch. Next thing you know, they find her dead in the jail cell. And then, of course, Mike Brown, uh, they accused him of stealing cigars, which he didn't. But they accused him of stealing cigars. And they ended up, what was it, 42? I forgot how many shots they put in him and some in his back. But left him lying in the middle of the road like roadkill. Everybody out. Broad day. Broad day. And you could see him just, they put a cover on him, but they had him just laying out there. For for road kid. What did they have in common? Black, black, black. Period. So at any given point, like I said, man, it could be me. It doesn't have a name. It doesn't have an age range. It doesn't have a description. You know, my wife got pulled over the other night and they were told, and the only thing they told her was, you know, you kind of fit the description of somebody. I just I'm tired of that excuse. I'm I'm really sick and tired of that. And and this white privilege is coming out. Yep, going to say it. It's coming out. And we say Black Lives Matter. They say all lives matter. But I'm like, if all lives matter, we wouldn't have to say Black Lives Matter. That's the problem. Uh, we don't. Yeah, all lives matter. But we have to somehow include ourselves because for some reason, we're the forgotten one. It's not that we're forgotten. We're not intended to be a part of the people. Uh, they looked at us as being less than human. When the Constitution and these laws were putting it in place, they made no adjustments to that stuff. Bottom line is flat out, we can still be taken out of out of uh, out of pocket for for what we do and who we are and where we move and how we move. You know, they still look at us as if you move into a certain neighborhood and and you'll have certain neighbors that look at you like you don't belong. Though my financial portfolio would say otherwise, but your skin color said no, you don't belong here. All right. And I'm, I'm tired of turning a blind eye. Like at this point in time, I'm gonna go ahead and say it now. I'm, the lines have been drawn, and if you are not outraged about what's going on, if you are the one who right now on social media is completely quiet, I mean, like you're not commenting, posting nothing about anything that's going on, but. If you see somebody else jumping there, then you want to jump in them like, all lives matter. Or wait, well, maybe we need to wait to see what all the facts are before it comes out. I saw the video. We're not saying that they don't deserve to be, I don't care what, I saw one guy get hemmed up by two cops. One man, two cops on him. They're trying to cuff him. He's kind of rebelling, yada, yada, yada. They ended up shooting him. Why? Because the one of the assisting cops really wasn't assisting. He kind of was lazy with it. And he kind of left that other man by himself. Next thing you know, pop, pop. They done shot a man in handcuffs, unarmed, because they couldn't do their job. Yeah. Obviously, I see a window in the car missing, broken glass on the ground. You caught a car thief. Cool. No problem. Why did you kill an unarmed man? You've been trained on how to do your job properly. Why is it that our lives have no value? And we are just... extra stuff, you know, that comes along with the territory of the job, basically. You know, oh, well, it just so happened, you know, we're all just trying to do, he just so happened to die. Cool. Let's write a report and go home. I'm just, I'm fed up at this point, man. If you don't know where you stand or you kind of like teetering on this, ain't no, the lines have been drawn. Ain't no one foot in, one foot out. Ain't no, sometimes I'm with you, sometimes I'm not. 
this is not, this is more than just black and white. This is right and wrong. These people did not deserve to die. Again, we have men and women on this list who have died for cops uh, entering the wrong home. You on the couch eating ice cream and they killed you. Because they came in the wrong home. No more of the accidental stuff. No more of the being nice. No more of being patient. No more. No more hashtags. No more hoodies for me. No more jogging to commemorate any of it. I'm not doing any of that right now. Bottom line, you out there on social media and you're holding cell phones up while the stuff is going on. You need to do something. Everybody don't need to hold a cell phone. Somebody need to jump in and help. Bottom line, because it shouldn't take six on one. You know, I've seen 90-year-old 90 grandmothers get run over by cops. There's no reason our elders should be, be being handled that way. These people don't care about us. Y'all doing black and white. The cops is doing is blue versus everybody. Yep. But to me, that's kind of brainwashing because you have people that don't feel the same way. And you keep saying, well, not every cop is bad. Well, where are the good ones at? Why is it every time I look up and, and it's always more bad cops being exposed? I'm not saying every cop is bad, but that percentage that they're trying to make it seem like it's bad, it's, it's not one bad, bad apple spoils the money. It's a few of y'all up in here. It's a good amount of y'all. It, it's, you know, it's, you know, the one thing is, man, like, I don't try to be a statistician. I don't expect everybody to be a statistician. I don't expect you, you know, do the census and have all the numbers. Um, what we can say is what is being marketed, so to speak, which is like what you see on the news, what you see in social media. Um, and, you know, I, I hate like, I, I don't like to bring color lines into it, although, because like, it's, it's like I'm a person that's like, you know, I don't need to be told I'm a black man because I look in the mirror every day and I see that I'm a black man. Like, right. You know, um, for me, like, it's just important that we get everybody to kind of be able to realize that we all could be in these situations. And, and truth be told, you know, the upper class don't typically have those type of issues more so because it's more so of the, the it's a it's a class thing and it's, it's 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 a bit of mix right you have a class right. issue and obviously because of the classism that you have the majority of the lower class happens to be black people right you know opportunities <clears throat> so we didn't get the opportunities that they got i mean it's hard because like i said what we see what's being marked is that black people are being killed unarmed i'm not, not, not saying that there are other ethnicities being killed that are unarmed. And again, we're not saying that only black lives matter. All, all lives matter. We want everybody to recognize that, but at the same time, like include us. Just just look. Include just look. us. Like we we're supposed to be one, and that's the problem. You're not including us. We are left out here to fight for ourselves. And I don't get me wrong. If that's what the lines are drawn, then I'll stand beside mine and we'll do just fine with what we do. Me personally, I ain't got no problem incorporating the black dollar back into the black community. I prefer. I prefer. 
Uh, but I'm not going to sit here and try to be buddy-buddy with people that I cannot trust. Your silence speaks volumes. You know what I'm saying? Either you you with the right or you're with the wrong. But staying neutral, staying quiet about it, it ain't doing you or us any good. It's like being, you know, like the cop was in the video. Like I told you, there was one trying to hold a crowd back. Everybody was watching this man with his knee on that man's neck. And even when he stopped breathing, he still had his hands in his pocket. And he still had his knee on his neck. And they were trying to tell him that man is not breathing. It's about three or four minutes. Now he ain't moving, he ain't breathing, nothing. The cop, the Asian cop who was trying to pull everybody back would not look. He wouldn't get involved. He wouldn't go over there and check his man and say, hey, what are you doing? He wouldn't, he didn't want to be, he wanted to just remain quiet. Quiet, let me try to do my part to represent my blue boys and let's get us out of here. That's all he wanted to do. You could see it. He refused to turn his head and even see what was going on. That's he, the problem. He was more concerned about, let's just get this over with. Your silence speaks volumes, but it makes you, it makes you an accomplice. Because yeah. you, let me, let me say, that's what, that's where I need, if you're an ally, if you are truly white people who love all people, and that includes black people, you need to speak up for us. I don't like to tell people what they need to do. But if we're going to get the virus or the sickness that is racism handled or somewhat under control, white people are going to have to speak up for us. And they're going to speak up to their counterparts and make it known and make them hold them accountable for what they are doing to us. It's not a race within the cops. It's something within the cops, the, the police, the law system itself where black people are being targeted. Not to just be arrested, but to kill them. So, I don't want to hear silence at this point in time. I don't want to hear, I don't want to get involved. You have to. These numbers are steadily climbing. Think about all, the list is super long. And I'm talking about just since Trayvon. But if you want to go back to, to Emmett Till, come on, man. The list is continuously, the pile, it's continuously piling up. We've got to change something, man. As a people, we have to change something. I know I can't. I'm going to speak for me and my bro. I'm going to say this. Here, where we are, uh, Trill, who's Rose Moat, Kales, DT, myself, we have others. Uh, Marcus, Chris, you know, we have a Uncle, Uncle David, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have a community of men that are responsible to our family, our peoples. Okay. So we are the front line and we will remain the front line as such because we are the protectors for ours. Uh, but we are in sync here with each other. They know, just like I know, if we ever need each other for anything, we'll be right there, period. We have to start building those walls up in our community. We have to start uniting with the people around us, the people closest to us in, in, in our quarters, living quarters, because... If things are going to change, it's going to take. It's going to change because we have learned to unite. You got your community, I've got my community, but at the same time, we're not far from each other. 
it's nothing but a skip and a hop to get to your spot as well as mine and DT and all of that, man. So it's going to start by just really building up the communities that you are in, holding the youth around you accountable for their reckless behaviors. Um, we got to make sure we're holding ourselves accountable too. I can't tell you to change your behaviors if I myself ain't doing it as well. But one thing that we believe in, and I, I'm sure I can speak for you, be the change that you seek. You seeking change, you have to be the representation of that. People need to see that in you. And so that's what I'm gonna leave there. Kev, you got any final words on that, man? You 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 pretty much said it, man. I mean, any change, it, it doesn't start, you know, from a, a macro view. It starts from a micro view, and a micro view is just it's your community, it's it's your family, it's you know, you got to be that change. You got to be willing to step up, you know, because I mean, at the end of the day, hey, if a police officer is not willing to, you know, grab his counterpart by the hand when he's wrong, somebody got to stop filming, put the phone down, man, and just be a distraction or something like jump in, help save somebody's life, period. We should not be sitting here watching other people die. We outnumber them. I don't care what anybody says. We outnumber them. It should never go down to a point where we are sitting back watching because we're afraid to die. Like at this point in time, I realize now I'm 37. And they've said that if you have if you don't have anything in your life that's worth dying for, then really your your life really isn't worth living. You know what I was thinking about this today? The this thing called legacy. The legacy isn't you. You are not the legacy. The legacy is what comes after you. What you leave behind. What you leave for them. That's the legacy. And as long as we keep that in mind, you'll understand that our legacy is bigger than us as individuals. But it's those that come after us. So we got kids, and our kids will have kids, and so forth. And if we don't fight now, their future is doomed. So, again, you don't have anything to die for. Your life ain't worth living. I know mine. I have been figured that out, and I make that known. For my children, I will spare my life. For my wife, I will spare my life out. And I told my wife that. I said, the next time, because she did not call me. That is usually the routine. You get pulled over. You don't just voice call. You video call. I need to see and hear what's going on. And if I need to come up there, so be it. But I made that known to her. You make sure anytime you ever get pulled, you know the rule. You call me because I'd rather them take mine than you lose yours. Period. I will put myself on the line for my family. I'm willing to die about this. I'm ready. I'm not afraid. And that's something that we as people have got to stop doing. We won't change, but we're not willing to sacrifice for the greater good. And that's what it took. So stop talking down on Malcolm. Stop talking down on Martin. Stop trying to find holes and character flaws in these people. They are more brave than you will ever be until you make up your mind that I'm going to take that same frame of mind. I'm ready to die about this. I will do whatever it takes to sacrifice for the greater good of my legacy, my lineage, my family, my, my, my children's children's future. You don't do this now, the martial law will take hold. 
I'm just telling you that right now. It's coming. I don't know when, but it will be here before you know it. Anyway, man, look, love y'all, man. Thank y'all for, for tuning in to the Underground Sports Kings, man. Kells, man, great, great to have you here for another week, bro. Oh, man, it was good to be here, man. Man, yeah. get some I, stuff off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, we gonna hit it off on a light heart, man. We we just thank y'all again for tuning in. Uh, DT Trail, Rose Mo, you know what it is, man. Uh, y'all get back here, man, because we got some things we need to get into, man. If this basketball comeback. You know what it is. We out here. Yeah, with that being said, bro, UGSK, the Underground Sports Kings, we out.